Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help and a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. And today, the peace prayer of St. Francis. All of us probably know that prayer, or at least part of it. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And then you know how it goes. But how do we do that? when our world is so chaotic and tumultuous, and can I uh, just use the word so crazy, how do we become that instrument of the Lord's peace and find that peace when our lives are so unpeaceful? Well, we're going to talk about all of that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director. Back with us once again, Father Albert Hass. Father Albert is a Franciscan priest and a chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. Uh, that, of course, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality and his latest, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Father Albert Hass, a pleasure. Welcome back to the program today. It's, it's great to be back, Chuck, and I'm just happy that I'm still alive after last week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that because I want to know you're there in Temple, Texas, and uh, certainly the entire state of Texas just got bombarded last week. We have a son who, and daughter and family lives down in Dripping Springs. And so uh, we know they went through some uh, tumultuous times, and I'm sure you did as well at the retreat center. Yeah, Chuck, I I lost uh, electricity on Sunday night, and it didn't come back on until Thursday. Mm-hmm. And when it came back on on Thursday afternoon, I noticed that my uh, the residence here where the chaplain lives was 39 degrees. Mm-hmm. But I was virtually a, a prisoner because the ice made the retreat house grounds impossible to get off of or impossible to get on. And once it all melted and stuff, uh, we had here at the retreat house over a little over a half a million dollars worth of damage. Um, And so it's really it's a really big and it's not just here at the retreat house. Many of the big parishes in the diocese of Austin um, suffered some severe damage as well. And I just heard yesterday that there are some parts of Texas that are still without electricity, and they're saying it might be another week or so before their power gets on. But it, 
it was a little bit frightening. And mm. I did, uh, sometimes I felt like I was back in China. And, uh, but, and because everything in my, uh, uh, in my residence is electric uh, for about for two and a half days, my, both my lunch and my dinner were Ritz crackers. So I want to I wanna give a shout out to the people who make Ritz crackers <laughs> for helping to keep me alive during the big freeze. Well, we're so grateful that you are alive and here joining us on the program today talking about the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. So one of the questions, and I'll ask it a little bit later, is were you able to find peace in the middle of everything that was going on down there? Wow. Anyway, but uh, let's... Um, Do you want me to answer? Yeah, okay, uh, well, no, let me uh, let me just uh, let's open up our phone lines, inviting our our uh, listeners uh, to uh, to join us on the program today, talking about the peace prayer of St. Francis. And if you'd like to join in the discussion, we invite you to do that. Toll free number 888-914-9149, our email address, com. But as we talk about the peace prayer of St. Francis, what's your experience of living out that prayer of peace? And when have you been able to um, find the peace of the Lord in the chaos? of our modern world. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So my first question here on my notes, uh, Father Albert, is how do we begin to live the prayer of peace? So let me rephrase it. How did you begin to live the prayer of peace in the midst of uh, three to four days without any power and very little food? Well, I'm not going to answer that on air, uh... <laughs> I did not do a very good job at all, uh, at all. But I mean, it really, it, it, uh, it was a real moment of testing for me. I, I described, somebody asked me last week, asked me over the weekend, what was last week like? And I said, I think I got a glimmer of what my purgatory is going to be looking like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it really was kind, it was kind of frightening. And yet at the same time, as frightening as it was and as challenging as it was, I also knew deep down inside, you know, as the great 14th century uh, anchoress of England, Julian of North said, you know, all will be well and every manner of thing will be well. It just took four days <laughs> for it to happen. But, um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's like it, I think it's like any thing else when we find ourselves challenged in certain situations we really do need to keep in mind that god never abandons us and 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 sometimes we're tested sometimes we're stretched and sometimes we're asked to get out of the boat like peter was and try to walk on water and we just learn to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And so, believe it or not, last week, in the darkness and the cold, uh, I did spend a lot of time praying a lot more than I normally would have done. (laughs) Well, I remember some years ago here in uh, the St. Louis area where we uh, do this program from, we had an ice storm. Now, then, uh, just like you, we were without power for four days. Now, we probably mm-hmm. stayed in the house one day too long, but um, the temperatures were well below freezing. So when it gets cold and there's no power, it's a real test of, of fortitude of just uh, trying to oh, figure yeah. out how you're going to do that. And uh, But prayer yeah. and uh, certainly the peace prayer, gosh, uh, um, I mean, there's a great resource for us there, isn't it? 
it really is because you know the, the beautiful thing about the peace prayer is when you look when you look at the two stanzas of the peace prayer you know the, the first stanza really challenges us to be be sent on mission and that's why we ask the lord to transform us into an instrument of peace and and then what does that peace actually look like well it looks like this where there is hatred let me sow love where there's injury pardon where there's doubt faith despair hope where there's darkness light and where there's sadness joy and so and so that first stanza really challenges us to be sent on mission and to keep our eyes focused on every situation we find ourselves in and try to bring the gospel vision of peace, which is all about love, pardon, faith, hope, light, and joy to that particular situation. And then the second stanza of the peace prayer, and this is where I think it's so insightful. The second stanza reminds me that life is not all about me. It's not about me being consoled, me being understood, or me being loved. Rather, it's all about consoling, understanding, loving, giving, uh, pardoning other people, and then learning to die to the ego so that I can be born into eternal life. And so I, I think this is part of the reason why, you know, it's amazing. As I mentioned in the introduction to the book, even a good friend of mine, Mohammed, and his wife, Fatima, who are uh, Muslims, they pray the peace prayer every day of their life. And so it just fascinates me how the peace prayer of St. Francis has really steeped into the religious consciousness, not only of Catholics, not only of Christians, but even in the case of my friends Muhammad and Fatima, even into their very life. There's something about this prayer that really challenges us and gives us insights into what holiness and being an instrument used by God is all about. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director talking about the peace prayer of St. Francis and phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll free 888-914-9149. But as we talk about the peace prayer of uh, St. Francis, what's your experience of living out and praying that uh, prayer of peace? And when have you been able to find the peace of the Lord? Maybe when when the storms of your life are just rocking your world like you'd never even thought uh, possible. But uh, we'd love to hear your story. If you'd like to join us again, toll free number 888-914-9149. So Father Albert, uh, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, that's the name of the book. This, by the way, is available through the publisher, franciscanmedia.com, also on Amazon. But I was so taken with something you said in the book uh, about soul training. Uh, When we talk about soul training, we have to, and you use the word, train our souls. And how does us how does this prayer help us do that, training our souls? Because to me, when, when I read that and think about that, one, it's going to require a little bit of work, like we might have to decide to live this prayer. But do we have to be intentional about living the prayer in the midst of the storms in our life? Well, absolutely, Chuck, because, I mean, let's, uh, as I think I've mentioned on your show, probably one too many Times we need to always remember spiritual growth does not happen by osmosis. Spiritual growth occurs because God offers a grace 
and then I respond to that grace. And so my response to the grace that God offers me, that's where that training of the soul occurs. And just as when we go to a gym, we exercise our muscles, in so many ways, the Peace Spirit of St. Francis challenges us to exercise our spiritual muscles, specifically those muscles of love, pardon, faith, hope, light, joy, consoling, understanding, loving, giving, that those are all spiritual muscles. And oftentimes for most of us, those muscles will atrophy if we atrophy if we don't, if we don't, you know, really work at exercising them as we do when we go to the gym. And so really soul training is all about responding to God's grace, and I respond to God's grace in very practical ways, again, such as loving, pardoning, believing, hoping, bringing light, bringing joy. So again, let me just repeat it again, because spiritual growth does not happen by osmosis. We have to be intentional about it. We have to be willing to respond. Well, that's such a great insight in terms of uh, talking about responding to grace. But how do how do we and let's go back to the ice storm in Texas last week. And because uh, I'm hearing you didn't do a real good job with that, Father Albert, I might be wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but the point I did. is, I did. I'm the first to admit it. I'm the first to admit it. I didn't. But you know what? Let me just show you the amazing thing. The amazing thing was a lot of people, I was just amazed as after my electricity came back on on Thursday afternoon and I was able to watch the local news, I was just amazed at how many, so many people responded to people in need. I mean, for instance, near Dripping Springs, where I think your son lives, there, there is a, uh, a nursing home for elderly people, and the local community found out that they had lost their electricity. And, and so total strangers went out and bought groceries, bought water, because water was at a real minimum. And, and some places in Texas right now are still under a, a, a boil water order. Uh, but they, people, went out, when they heard about this nursing home, went out, they started buying stuff and then just delivering it to the nursing home. And so that's what soul training is all about. It's about responding to situations. So when you see a situation of darkness occurring, to ask myself, how can I bring light to that person or to that situation? Or when I see something, somebody struggling with sadness and depression, how can I be an instrument of joy for them? So this is really what it's all about. That you know, Unfortunately, for all of us, when we get into very tragic situations or very depressed situations, our tendency is to throw a pity party, as I did last week for four days. And once again last week, I was reminded that when you throw a pity party, the only person who ever shows up is yourself. And so it's a very, very, very lonely 
party. And so for all of us, we need to constantly have that vision, again, as the 14th century anchorist Julian Norwich had, that even in the midst of turbulent times, we call to mind the fact that everything will be well. All will be well, and every manner of thing will be well. But when we're going through it, it does tend to be a challenge to believe it. Well, and that suffering, when we are going through those uh, unexpected, uh, surprising moments, um, the suffering, the cross we're carrying, really, and mm-hmm. suffering tends to bring us back uh, into ourselves, just trying to, uh, you know, survive it, trying to figure it out and all of that. But uh, to your point, Father Albert, is this the, uh, is that the time one, recognize it, embrace it, recognize it, that it's not what you want, but to, to begin to, to live this prayer, to be that instrument? Well, it- um, for somebody else. Right, right. I, I mean, you know, kind of kind of off the point a little bit, Chuck. You know, one of the things that, that really hit me in the face um, last week as I kind of sat in darkness with no electricity, uh, no water for four hours, it dawned on me just how attached I am to email, how attached I am to, to TV, how attached I am to all of these diversions that really take the focus off of what's going on inside of myself. And it, last week, during those four days of darkness, no heat, and no water, I really had to come to grips with some of the darker, sinful elements in my life. And that, in some ways, is was kind of a blessing for me. As a matter of fact, it was such a blessing. I'm kind of gearing up now to go and get ready to celebrate uh, the Sacrament of Reconciliation to go to confession, just to be able to celebrate and to repent of some of the things that I discovered about myself last week. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. We're talking today about the Peace Prayer of St. Francis and what has been your experience of living out that prayer of peace and maybe a time when you've been able to find the peace of the Lord in the chaos of uh, your life and the chaos of what's going on in the world. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. is today's gospel reading from the New American Bible. Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 through 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asked for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asked for a fish? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. 
The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Shaper is answering your phone calls. And Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, one of our regular contributors, a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. That, of course, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality. And his latest book, which is what we're talking about today, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, uh, that now available, by the way, on Amazon and also from the publisher, franciscanmedia.com. And I always like to mention Father Albert's website, albertofm.org, and uh, Albert is albertofm.org. Talking today about the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, phone lines are open if you would like to join us. Um, what's been your experience of living out and praying that uh, prayer of peace? Maybe you've been able to find uh, the peace of the Lord in the chaos of of your uh, modern world uh, by praying that. We'd love to hear your story. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father Albert, before we get to some phone calls, hang in there with mm-hmm. us, everybody. I need to ask you a question. Uh, uh, you've been very open about your uh, missionary work in China, how you really felt called to do that. The story of how you ended up there is just a, a great part of that. But I think uh, the question I want to ask you is you were serving underground over there and a Catholic priest, the government began asking questions, beginning to figure out that this Albert Haas might, in fact, be a Catholic priest. So what began to happen with you? And I'm curious as to whether or not this prayer, this peace prayer of St. Francis, did it help you in dealing with what had to be a very tough time? Well, I, I, I can tell you the exact day, Chuck. It was on August 23rd, and the year was 1993. And it was a Sunday morning, and I walked out of my apartment, and uh, I was on my way to a meeting of my parish council. And the door, the Chinese doorman at uh, in front of every, every residence where foreigners are allowed to live in mainland China at that time, they always had a kind of like a guard, a foreman. And so you always wanted to kind of take good care of him because he could be extraordinarily helpful. So I would always, you know, during a Chinese New Year, I would give him, uh, I would give him a gift. I always tried to keep him happy just for, for, for my own safety. And I remember that morning when I walked out on August 23rd uh, to go to the parish council meeting, he said, he said to me in Chinese, he said, oh, they, they, they were asking about you today. And I said to him, I, I said, Shay, I, I, who, who? And he just, with his eyes, 
pointed across the street, and there was a clearly marked police car, Gong Anji, which is the Chinese word for security police. And he said they were asking whether there was any illegal activity going on in your apartment. So I asked Mr. Ho, I said, well, what did you say? And he said, oh, no, he said, he's just a nice guy from America. And so I asked Mr. Ho to call a cab for me. And the cab came, and uh, as the I got in the cab, and as we took off to go to my parish council meeting at a parishioner's house, I noticed that the car, uh, the Gunganji, the security police car, followed me all the way to my destination. I got out of the cab, went to my meeting, ended up staying for dinner, and when I left, which was about 7.30 at night, um, that uh, security car was still there and followed me back to my apartment complex. And that would occur for the next 10 days. I was constantly being followed. So I got a little bit concerned and nervous and worried. And so I immediately called up a Chinese priest who I was good friends with. And he said, oh, he said, that's just the government's way of trying to scare you and the government's way of trying to tell you that they know who you are and where you live. And I had been in mainland China long enough, Chuck, to know that once you begin to be followed by the Gung Anji, it's only a matter of time uh, before they show up unannounced at your door. They give you 24 hours to pack up and then they kick you out of the country. So I immediately bought a plane ticket and came back to the United States to have a meeting with my religious superior, what I call the, what we call the provincial. And over a period of a week, uh, the provincial and I had kind of prayed together, discerned together. And after that week talking to the provincial, we had kind of decided that I would go back to me, uh, to Beijing, I would pack up, I would move to another city in China and start all over again. So that was the plan. And then, uh, so then I got I got on United Flight Number One, which is the direct flight from Chicago O'Hare to Beijing International Airport, and, it, and that's a thirteen hour and fifteen minute flight, and it was about seven six hours into the flight, Chuck, that um, it sounds it sounds so odd to say it, um, but I heard a voice. And it, it, it rang clear in my heart. And what the voice said was, Albert, it's time to go home. The gig is up. You've done your best, and there's more to do, but you've got to go home. So I get back to Beijing, and I kind of prayed about that over that voice, trying to make sure that it just wasn't my imagination or anything. And after about three weeks, I pretty I was pretty well confirmed that, yeah, it's time for me to go home. And I, I had always wanted to be a missionary to mainland China since I was knee-high to a duck, as we say in New Orleans. Uh, but I knew that it was time, and so I, I, I was able to find another priest from Australia, who uh, took over my ministry, took over my parish, and kind of took over all of my contacts. And I packed up and I came home. Hmm. 
<laughs> that, and that's the long version of a really, <laughs> it was a really, really, really disappointing time in my life. But you know what? I, as I always say to people, you know, when you when you hear the voice of God as clearly as that, you really don't have a choice. You have to respond. And so I felt the call of God to be a missionary to mainland China. So I responded when the Franciscan Order uh, put out requests. Oh, I, I actually, I got the dates wrong. I, they, the request came in 1992, and it was in the year 2003 on August 23rd uh, when I began to be followed. And so when the, when the Franciscan Order asked for volunteers, I responded. I knew I had to do it. And then when God put the stops on it uh, six hours into the flight back to Beijing, I knew I had to respond as well. Yeah. Well, and then, Father Albert, one more follow-up question. Uh, you, we talked about this a little bit before we went on the air uh, uh, this morning, and, and you said uh, to me that this um, time and uh, this point was uh, the most frightening moment in, in your life. And I just wonder, back to what we're talking about today in terms of the peace prayer of St. Francis, did that help you walk through this? And is that the lesson for well, us? I- yeah, because the thing is, as a Franciscan, and if you, you know, even though Saint Francis never wrote the peace prayer, as I mentioned in the book, uh, even though Saint Francis had nothing to do with the prayer, the the, one, the prayer's insight, I think, one of the great insights from the prayer, because it really feeds into Franciscan spirituality, and that, and this, and for this matter, for that matter, for all Christians, and that is, we are called to be instruments of God, meaning we have to be willing to allow God to use us. You know, I I tell the story in in the book about Mother Teresa and how she has a great image, how she described herself as a pencil of God, and and that sometimes that pencil needs sharpening, and that pencil is sharpened in order for God to be able to use it to continue writing his love letter to the world, as, as Mother Teresa said. And so, so all of the experiences in our life, and I'll even say now, of course, I wouldn't have said this last week, but even last week, as I struggled with the cold and no electricity and no water, that was a moment of sharpening. It was a moment of God once again kind of training me again and reminding me of what it means to be an instrument for him. And, and sometimes this instrument needs to be, using Mother Teresa's image, has, that pencil needs to be sharpened, um, and that's not easy for any of us. And so this is what, this is. I think this is a great insight into the prayer, because basically Basically, when you say the peace prayer of St. Francis and when you try to live it, you are basically saying, it's not, uh, my life is not about me. It's all about God and doing what God is asking of me. Or as we say, as we say every day in the words of the Our Father, Thy will be done. And if I'm going to commit to saying that, that means I have to be willing to let go of my will 
so that God's will can be done through me. And that's what being an instrument is all about. Yeah. Be willing to let God use us. I like that a lot. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. Thanks for waiting, everybody. Let's get to some phone calls, and let's start with Adriana. Listening in Los Angeles, hi and welcome. Good to have you on the program today. Hi, Father, and hi, Chuck. I was just uh, listening, and I was telling, um, I forget who answered the phone, I'm sorry, that I feel that I can be that instrument for my family and friends when they're in tough situations. My friends always reach out, you know, please pray for me for X, Y, Z reason. When my sister's having trouble with her children's father, I try to calm her and, you know, just be that instrument of peace and so good things, but when I'm going through my own stuff as I am right now, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. It's not that I don't have faith. It's not that I don't believe, but as I tell the Lord, I'm human. Forgive me, but I do trust in you, and I never thought of myself as that um, instrument of peace, the prayer, until this show, and I think maybe it was providential for me to be listening so I can start reciting that every day as well because if people reach out to me i feel it's for a reason and i have to be my Mm. own reason and perhaps like father said that last week was his you know lord the lord sharpening him maybe what i'm going through right now with my mom's immigration situation is the lord sharpening me again um but yeah that's that's my story i feel like i could be there for others and be totally you know, faithful and prayerful for them. But right now I am having, I'm being weak, I guess, is the easiest well, way uh, to put it. Okay, Adriana, can I, can I say something? Please remember, so even, even in, for instance, even in the, the struggles with your mother's immigration, um, and even though you might think that you are kind of responding not as heroically as you can to God's grace, please remember, no experience in your life is ever wasted. God, the the beautiful thing about God's grace is that even with my sin, God can still use me as an instrument because God's grace is like a tidal wave and nothing can stop it. And so as long as I'm really trying intentionally to be the best I can be, and some days we're better than other days, but even if today I'm feeling weak, please remember that God can even use you in your weakness to be an instrument of his grace, to be an instrument of his peace, to be an instrument of his hope. And so if you mentioned your mother's immigration, and I can only imagine that, you know, she might be nervous and she might be falling towards despair. Well, now you're challenged to be an instrument of hope to kind of encourage her. But please remember, nothing in my life No situation in my life, no experience ever gets wasted because God, the amazing thing, and don't ask me to to explain it because I don't think anybody can, but God uses everything about my life and every moment in my life trains me for tomorrow. Hmm. Adriana, God bless you. Does that help? 
yes, I needed that so much. I'm going to try to be better every day and start reciting that prayer. Thank you both. Yeah. Mm. And enjoy your retirement. Mm. Uh, thank you. Uh, I will. I will. Thank you, Adriana. Nice to have you on the program today. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director talking about the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. What's been your experience of trying to live that out? Maybe you've been at a time in your life when you were able to find the peace of the Lord in the chaos of our modern world and being that instrument of peace. Uh, what's been your experience of that? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, a Franciscan priest and a chaplain at Cedarbrake Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. That in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality, his latest, which is what we're talking about today. Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, and that's uh, now available on Amazon. Also from the publisher, franciscanmedia.com. Let me mention Father Albert's website again, alberofm.org and Albert Albert, alberofm.org. And a little bit of time left. Um, your experience of uh, praying the peace prayer of St. Francis, what's that been like for you? Toll free number if you'd like to join us on the program, 888 914 9149. So uh, we've been mentioning this week uh, that this is uh, my last week as show host of The Inner Life. And uh, just uh, the uh, emails from all of you, my gosh. Um, thank you. I'm I'm humbled by uh, what you're saying. Uh, just your kind, kind words are just so edifying. So thank you for all of that. And uh, I appreciate that. I also wanted to just take a moment and say thanks to Father Albert Hass. We, I think we've become pretty good friends over the years. And uh, just your involvement in the show, um, you're just helping me uh, off air, uh, certainly with uh, trying to write uh, the book I just finished. Uh, I mean, Father Albert Hass, I just treasure your friendship. And I just wanted to publicly say thank you for all of that. Oh, thank you, Chuck. But, but let me tell you, I'm not going to let you retire, because as <laughs> you know, uh, you'll be coming down to see the Great Catholic Retreat Center in the Diocese of Austin to give us another weekend retreat uh, on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So you're not going to retire, and I think you're too young to retire. And so I hope I hope that a lot of a lot of the people here in the Diocese of Austin will join you in the the weekend of. April 23rd, 24th, and 25th, as we host you and another retreat by you, because you hit it out of the ballpark last year, and so we were delighted that you accepted our invitation to return. Well, thank you for the invitation. And again, I just invite you and our listening audience. We had some people last time, I think one of a couple of a uh, couple of the retreatants were from Florida. So you can really get to Austin Florida, from, that's right. you know, from, from any place in the country. But April 23rd, 24th and 25th, I'd love to say hello in person. And I guess maybe my question, we're still doing this even with all the damage at Cedar Break, right? Oh, 
Well, because we're, we're almost certain. I was talking to the boss this morning, and we're almost certain that most of the damage will be will be completely repaired, and all the bedrooms will be refurnished. Well, I'm looking forward, and again, uh, April uh, 23rd, 24th, and 20, 25th uh, of April. So uh, would love to say hello in person. And uh, I mentioned it a couple times, and Father Douglas McKay, who's uh, one of our uh, uh, retreat, uh, one of our spiritual directors, he's going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, when I told him that I was retiring, he, he said, Chuck, you're not retiring, you're rewiring. So, <laughs> Oh, great. Oh, I'm going to, that is going to appear in my next book. <laughs> I'm not going to give him credit for it. That's a great line. You're I thought so, retiring. too. You're not retiring. You're just rewiring. That's yeah. really, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. Yeah, well, well it's been 15 years, and uh, and Josh Raymond, but you're wow. going to love Josh Raymond. He's taken over, and uh, great, great choice uh, to, to do the inner life. The program is just so unique. It's uh, just uh, incredible. I've been gifted, I mean, really gifted to be part of the program for this long and appreciate all the support, the kind words. Uh, but it's um, it's time to spend a little um, uh, little more time not being tied to a daily radio show. So looking forward to that. But, well, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure. Let me just real quick, Chuck. Let me just I don't think your listeners are really aware of what kind of commitment it really is for you every day to be in front of that microphone. I mean, you know, it's one thing doing it for a week. It's one thing doing it for a month. But with you having done it now for 15 years, I mean, there comes a point when you say, you know what, it's time for me to start visiting the kids and spending more time with my family and friends. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. But I keep uh, praying and saying, "Well, Lord, if you need me, I'm around." So just uh, let me know what's mm. going on here. So we'll see what see what happens as we uh, turn the page and uh, and uh, see what we're going to write uh, uh, come uh, next week. We'll find out. Anyway, let's uh, get back to the phones and Lynn, listening in Fullerton, California. Thank you for the call. Thank you for waiting. It's nice to have you on the program today. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hi, Father. I just have like a little question about the peace that we're talking about right now. I um I am a widow now. I'm a widow now for three weeks. And I would mm. like to apply the peace. I would like to have a peace in my heart, in my life. Um, how will I apply the peace for being like losing a husband? Well, first of all, let me ask you, how long were you married? Or married 19 years. Wow. Well, first of all, congratulations on that, because that, that, that in itself is a wonderful, wonderful gift. And to me, it is a wonderful testimony for 19 years of faithful love um, to your spouse. That, that is just wonderful. But you know what? Please be aware in that the grieving, you just don't walk away from 19 years of marriage um, after three weeks. You know, so many times, as all the experts remind us, the grieving process sometimes takes up to two years because we have to rearrange our lives. We have to rearrange how we do things. And we have to just get used to the fact that I'm now going to be returning home to an empty home. And so be aware that to, to, to come to a 
to some deep level of peace, it's going to take a while because you just don't walk away from 19 years of marriage after three weeks and think your life can go back to normal. So I would just really encourage you, Lynn, to be gentle with yourself and to give yourself permission to grieve, give yourself permission to to be angry with God for taking your husband away, give yourself permission um, just to be able to, to get used to this new situation, because this is really what it's going to be for you. Yeah, I know. I know, Father. Um we have one son, and it seems like my son is moving on, you know, uh, stronger than me. <laughs> but I was like, um, I was just like, sometimes, you know, I'm I'm trying to take it, like, positive. Well, you know, the thing is, it's great to take it positive, but don't deny your feelings. Because when we push down our feelings, or when we try to push our feelings of grief and sorrow under the carpet, please be aware they remain under the carpet, and then they end up sneaking out in other ways. And so you just have to be willing to give yourself time to grieve. Also be aware of the fact that it has certainly been my experience that children oftentimes, not always, but children oftentimes deal with grief of the dying of their parents quicker than the spouse does. Because you live with your husband, and you were right there with him for 19 years. And so just be aware that just be, everybody grieves in their own way. Everybody grieves according to their own timetable. And you just need to give yourself permission to do just that. And don't try to compare yourself to how your son is doing, because that just gets you nowhere. Yeah. Lynn, God bless you. Prayers for you and uh, your family. And Father Albert, this is such a good point that um, that the emotions of this, and we all grieve differently to your to your point. But it's okay. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to miss your husband. It's okay to yell at God. It's okay to do all of that in these moments in life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because this is what this is what it's, you know. When you we've talked about prayer so many times, but this is really what transparency in prayer is all about. That that I go to God and I tell Him how I'm feeling about the situation that I'm currently in. I got to be honest. Last week, last week, God and I were not on the best of terms because I had I. Had a couple of times in my frustration, I had to really kind of come out shooting with both pistols. Um, but I, but God, God's big enough to accept that, and, and he knows that I was being honest with him. And it's in our honesty and being transparent with God that we sometimes get a deeper perspective. 
perspective or a new perspective on the situation. I can remember on Wednesday, it was Wednesday morning, and I was trying to pray, and I was frustrated. It was cold. I had so light. I was angry. Um, and then I, it, all of a sudden, as I was praying and kind of telling God how frustrated I was, that's when I remembered that beautiful line from Julian and Norwich, all will be well and every manner of thing will be well. And, and so I figured that was God's way of reminding me, Albert, I got your back. I'm, I'm hanging on to you. Just give me time. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, I wonder too for somebody like Lynn, and certainly as we're we're headed uh, into our Lenten journey here, does the prayer of Saint Francis, whether we mean it or not, does that just help us? Just that prayer, saying that every day, and certainly for somebody like Lynn, saying that every day as she walks into into the events of that particular day, does that help our faith? I would say yes, because, Chuck, I'm a firm believer that sometimes all we're capable of doing is simply showing up. And we're trying to say our prayers and, you know, and, and our, we're, we're reading these prayers and they're not meaning anything to us. But the mere fact that we're showing up to God, I think God honors that. And that's why I tell people when they say to me, oh, you know, Father, I go to Mass and I'm so distracted. I always say to people, but you're showing up and God honors that. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director. Again, the book is called Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. And uh, peace to all of you today as well. Father Albert, we have to wrap things up. As you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of these good listeners. All right, for all, all the listeners, but especially for you, Chuck, as you begin your retirement after tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly. May the Lord give you peace. The Lord bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Albert has. thanks so much. Thanks, everybody. We're back tomorrow. See you then. 